Today is Tuesday, December 2nd, 2014, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, while the world continues to move in its direction, in its ways, and its goals, heaven also has its ways, and its direction, and its goals. And tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is going to speak to us precisely just about that, what heaven is doing in the world today. And so tonight, as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer, as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. I remember being a kid and thinking, what would it be like to live during Christ's times? And I, I remember not just thinking that one time, but often I thought about that. What would you do? How would you behave? What would you do around Jesus? And I kind of forgot that until this message came in today and how our lady started it. And so I often remembered or rather, I often thought about and remembered today many times about just thinking, maybe dreaming of what it was to walk with Christ. Never in my wildest thoughts, not even remotely, that I think we could all be associated with someone who walks the earth at this moment. Maybe we might visit Padre Pio when he was alive. He was alive up to 68. And I remember the nuns telling us about that. And I thought that would really be neat to go see somebody like that. But we couldn't even phantom the thoughts, especially through the 60s, because it became drier and drier on the spiritual life. It became more dead. As we've talked before, I remember also the renegades and hippies marching in the streets with signs saying, God is dead. Why would they do something like that? Why would they even put those signs up? Except there was a rebellion against all morality, all moral norms that was being broken because there was revolutions that were taking place. From the flesh to authority and not obeying it, not honoring mother and father, not honoring marriage, and just a general meltdown of morality. And there was no spirituality as far as thinking about miracles. We didn't think about that. The music, the Beatles, coming out of the 50s, everything was so fast-paced and no invention and going to the moon. One thing after another kept us so occupied that while we were moral people and we were experiencing a safe haven of the culture with low crime rates, people still getting along pretty decently, even though there was a lot of things that happened to the 60s. 
Generally, people didn't have to lock the doors. Generally, society was still good and wholesome. Yes, you had the crime and the malicious things and the Al Capones through all the ages, but still yet, our nation was safe. We didn't have any threats that we felt we could be destroyed from within because of our morality. And so this void of the spiritual life, we didn't have the capability or the imagination to think that we would have the Virgin Mary appearing like Fatima. No miracles, no spirituality talk, no Venus were going to to win bingo and things like that, and we just grew more secular, more tolerant of things that eased us into where we are today. And so it is amazing to remember these things and reflect on what would you live or what would you think if you walked with Christ, if you were there when he was picking Peter and John and the apostles on the Sea of Galilee. Or if you were just in one town like Capernaum and, and saw him go by, or is that the Beatitudes? Sitting on the Jerusalem on the Mount of Beatitudes is a beautiful thing to imagine that. We've read the poor man God there. We've read every day the readings of Jesus' teachings there. It's fascinating to take your thoughts back there now. But we come today to our message early starts off in a strange way. A word that we've seen not used in the way she used it but in a way that at least changing somewhat the form of her messages because they are growing more profound. She's revealing more each month. It's getting more exciting to see what is our lady going to say next. Today's message was no different. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's December 2nd, 2014th message given on the day for non-believers through Mariana. Dear children, remember... For I am telling you that love will win. I know that many of you are losing hope because around you, you see suffering, pain, jealousy, envy. But I am your mother. I am in the kingdom, but am also here with you. My son is sending me anew to help you. Therefore, do not lose hope. Instead, follow me, because the victory of my heart is in the name of God. My beloved son is thinking of you as he has always thought of you. Believe him and live him. He is the life of the world. My children, to live my son means to live the gospel. This is not easy. This means love, forgiveness, and sacrifice. This purifies, and it opens the kingdom. Sincere prayer, which is not only words, but is a prayer which the heart speaks, will help you. Likewise, fasting will help you because it is still more of love, forgiveness, and sacrifice. Therefore, do not lose hope, but follow me. I am imploring you anew to pray for your shepherds so that they may always look to my son, who was the first shepherd of the world and whose family was the entire world. Thank you. 
Because the victory of my heart is in the name of God. It's kind of a strange form of the way Elise says this. Until you know that she has come here for the triumph of her immaculate heart. She's looking for that triumph. A triumph is victory. And she's going to have victory through God sending her. Because the victory of my heart is in the name of God. So in the name of God, she will triumph. Not in her own name. She has no power in and of itself. Her empowerment comes her efficacy that she's increasing in comes from God himself in his name. She wants us honored. She wants us to honor it. She wants us to protect it. We don't have to defend God's name. We don't have to defend God because God is truth and truth does not need defense. It does, however, need protection. There's two different things. So, because the victory of my heart is in the name of God, she's asked us to follow her. And people are losing hope. The people we associate with, the people we are following us, because we follow Our Lady, they look toward us, because they know we live, eat, and drink the messages. Our whole day surrounds it. Our conversations in in the morning and personal conversations at 5 a.m. prayer are between us and Our Lady. She's never not on her mind. It'd be interesting just to take a survey of, of how many times Our Lady's name is mentioned throughout our whole day. This place is of Our Lady. It's a place of meeting of hearts. Our hearts to Our Lady, your hearts to Our Lady when you've met her. And it's beautiful to live in a place that's been formed by the messages that's given way to a way of life that we have constant thought of God throughout the day. Yes, we fail Him. Yes, we're not perfect. But one thing we have is a perfect way of life where God's so fabriced into our life it doesn't mean anything that any moment we might just kneel down wherever we are, anywhere on the grounds, anywhere in the building, anywhere out there on the highway, and just pray. That's one of the beauties of Medjugorje, that wherever you walk, you don't feel like you're out of place in prayer. You pray any, everywhere. If you're in the city streets and you go down the street corner and do a rosary, it's awkward because you're amidst the secular world. But here, it is our world. And in fact, we have vendors that come to deliver paper or sell a product or are doing something with construction have one of the myriad of things that we have in numbers of different companies that visit us for whatever we supply or they supply to us. In Chapit Town, we do Chapit. And they feel awkward if they don't kneel down, even if they're not Catholic. And often they do. And they're all respectful to that. Wouldn't it be beautiful if the whole world was like that? Wouldn't it be an incredible sight that everybody would go on the knees at certain times of the day or just in prayer? That's what our lady's seeking. Don't think she doesn't want any less than that. She's come for the entire world. She mentioned that word again today. My son was the first shepherd of the world and whose family was the entire world. A whole family that would pray that stays together. That was the old saying. You used to have a billboard campaign. Family that prays together stays together. And so our lady's leading us to this. Don't think she's not. 
The future will be where there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Just kneel down and pray. We say our long creation blessing, the Our Father, Him and glory be, in the blessed of Lord, blessing of the food, wherever we are, wherever restaurant we're at, and and the waitresses usually come up, not realize what we're doing, and they stand aside and they stand there and they stand there and stand there. But don't say that they're not moved by that. You might say, well, that's courageous or it takes uh, nerve to do that. No, it's just natural. It's just who we are. It's not artificial. And that's what I want it to be to you. Just like she said today that God, her son, is thinking of us. My son is thinking of you, of you as he has always thought of you. And this place here, we're always thinking of God. And sometimes it's not always beautiful. It's when we offend him. And it's also about when we please him. It's also about we want to please him. But it's an incredible thing to live in a place that you can come and normal the normal life is Our Lady, God the Father, Jesus her Son, and the Holy Spirit. They dwell here. We feel Ali's presence. And she said, I am your mother and I am in the kingdom, but I am also here with you. Why would she say that? We're going to talk more about that because that's a big, big statement. It's much deeper than we read in the words. But we have the dedication coming up. And people come here to be with Our Lady. Some people have named this Mejabama. And they love the dedication because usually it's not the crowds when Maria's here. And people love coming to this small place in the south because their mother lives here and they know it. It's their piece of heaven. Just like I used to dream about what would it be like during Christ's days, you can walk here. And we want to invite you here for December 8th to the 12th. It's a beautiful thing. If you haven't decided to come, come. You will love it. In fact, a lot of people say, even though Maria's not here, our lady's not here in the apparitions, they like this more than when she's here. They feel her in the same way. We feel the kiss on her cheek from our lady here. This is a real thing. Her presence is real. We feel she is here throughout our day without trying to conjure up something false. Mary is here with us down here in the south where we was born and where many of you who come have been reborn. I was born, I was blessed, right place, right time, I guess. Ain't no good reason why I left except to run and roam. Would you take me back and take me in? Let me be your child again. My cheek, forgive my sins, and let me call you home. Oh, I may stay here for a while. If I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna fly down south. If I'm gonna drive, I'm gonna find a small town. South is where my mama lives, where my little piece of heaven is. If I'm gonna dream, I'm gonna dream your face. If I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to that place and figure out what I lost and found. Religion and me 
gospel song when I sing my little prayer. Got rocks in my shoes, holes in my soul. I'm covered in dirt from head to toe. From walking along this winding road that brought me back to here. of finding what you lost in life, we invite you December 8th through the 12th here to Caritas to the home of your mother, the home of the mother of this world, of this nation. We invite you here December 8th through the 12th. It's Monday through Friday. There's information on medj.com. And uh, spend five days here with the community of Caritas. These are days that we would do, even if no one ever came, we would do these all, all on our own. That's how beautiful these five days are. It's the most favored time of the year. And again, we invite you to join us December 8th through the 12th here at Caritas. And again, there's information on medj.com. I'm going to pick up the sentence again that you just mentioned. I am in the kingdom, but am also here with you. This really struck me when I read the message, perhaps just because it, it brings a reality of heaven, the kingdom, you know, uh, God saying, Jesus saying to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. 
And if it was of this world, my subjects would be defending me. So my question is, if Our Lady's in the kingdom, but she's also here with us, we are here, but can we also be in the kingdom in this time of on earth? Our Lady's told the visionaries, if you live my messages, you'll not feel the passage from this life to the next. You'll already begin heaven on earth. Vizca said, those who go to hell just continue what they live on the earth. And you can see this in people's countenances. You can see those who are walking with heaven, who are in peace, who are peacemakers, who who handle discord around them and adversities and being treated with uh, envy and all these things in a mannerism that they have an inner serenity that is origin from heaven. So heaven enters into us in this way. These are attributes of heaven. So you've seen also those who are contentious, who cause the discord, who are ready to be negative about everything positive, or no matter how positive things are, or even negative things always bringing them up. Why do you have to always bring up so much negative? Our Lady said, turn every negative into a positive. People like to be around positive people. People don't like to be around negative people. You go to most warehouses, it's negative. Ferguson out in the streets is a negative attitude. This is off negativity driven by hatred. And it's hell. You can have peace. You can have things of God. But you've got to fight for that. But this statement of Our Lady, I am in the kingdom, but I am also here with you. This, if I was a shepherd, would shake me. And if I'm a shepherd and I don't believe in Medjugorje, years to come when it's over, I'd be shaken deeply by it and profound remorse. Because Our Lady is here as public revelations. Am I saying what she's saying is public revelation? No, she's not creating new public revelations. She is the revelation, the scriptural revelations, the, the Bible of what they spoke of, that there will come a time of the woman will crush the serpent's head. She is here to do that. And she's to run us on a trial run that before Christ comes back, those who will be in the Antichrist system will be able to deal with it by our witness of what we live today because she's breaking Satan's back on the world today. She's come for a victory, a triumph of her heart, that those in the future age, how far that may be, will be able to stand up and look at our witness and stand up and endure through the time and trial and tribulation of the Antichrist. So this is it. This is the moment. This is something waited for by God 2,000 years that Mary would come and walk the earth, her Christ time, just like when Christ was here. You say, well, Christ wasn't a spiritual being. Yeah, he was God. And Mary is purely human. But now Mary is human in heaven, is coming here with her spiritual being. Because she didn't have those powers and influences that she has now because the efficacy that she's been given now, this creature has more power than all the angels and all the saints and all the who will feel afterwards from us, the beings yet to come into heaven, will ever have. 
She's a vessel that will never be emptied. From just those few years on the earth that she lived, she was filled for eternity that will never be drained. And so we read this statement, I am your mother, I am in the kingdom, but I am also here with you, means Revelation 12, the woman to come do battle with the dragon to us. Because she needs us. She says, my son is sending me anew to help you. Not to lose hope. And so, yes, the kingdom of heaven is to be in our hearts. And that's what Jesus spoke of. And that's what I was confirmed through these stories of, uh, and messages and making us see that if you think about it, yeah, it's logic. I have seen people who walk as if they're in hell. Their whole life is hell. They just continue it when they make the passage. And they won't feel anything different except worse pain and suffering and difficulties. And we will have the light and load of already having the serenity in our hearts of the kingdom of heaven and those things that will just greatly increase and be magnified. While theirs will be magnified the opposite way, ours will be greatly magnified in a heavenly way. And so it is Our Lady who brings us this in a special way that shows us that she desires for us not to have the attributes of hell, those attributes of 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 God. There's a lot of things that can be covered in the message. There always is a lot of things that can be covered in the message. But to skip a little bit farther down in the message where Our Lady said, my beloved son is thinking of you as he's always thought of you. And for Our Lady to rem- to say this or to remind us of this, I guess would be the best way of saying it, implies that the world doesn't think that God, that Jesus is thinking about it the world. And so what does this say or what is this sentence telling us about the role that Jesus is playing in the world today, but the role that the Virgin Mary is playing in the world today? Because Our Lady is coming and she's reminding us that that Jesus is still thinking about us like he's always thought about us. It's as if we've forgotten that he thinks about us. And is it possible that Jesus's role in the world today is more passive and that the active role that's happening right now is is happening by the hand of the Virgin Mary. Well, Jesus is leaning against the tree. His arms are folded up. He's watching his mother. Just like when he gave the 12 baskets of fishes and loaves, multiplied them, and gave them to the apostles. He didn't go distribute that. He made it, leaned against the tree, and watched them distribute it to the 5,000 men, plus that was the numbers of men, plus there's women and children there. Mary's come here with a bountiful full of baskets to distribute, and he's had his time with the earth. He redeemed us. But she's now come to show us that we're in the throes of, of the devil and to break that, break that away from us, uh, Satan. And so he is passive in that sense, I know the theologians and people will give a lot of trouble, but you know, anytime God comes and acts in the world, it always gives the theologians trouble, always gives some of the hierarchy trouble. And they balk, they resist, they throw obstacles about. But time's on our side. And we know Our Lady has come here to raise up a people to holiness, to conquer the rest of the world with holiness, and bring it back to her son in praise of God the Father.
and it's through things and ways that we're not used to or is not the protocol. Certainly, if our day was going to come somewhere in the 2,000 past years of history, and this is the moment, there'd be some things that we've not seen happen before. There are going to be new things. And every time the Bible talked about something or a prophet did something and it came about, everybody objected. Well, this is not the way it's supposed to be because they have a pattern of precedent set that they think it should fit in that formula to be as it does in the past. Just like what they say, the formula of the past, that the church approving an apparition only states by approving it that it's just worthy of belief. This is beyond that. Don't even think that way. Don't lock this down as such a small, narrow-minded thing that our lady has come with this new efficacy to have a new power never before granted to her by God through what she's amounting to millions of prayers daily that she brings back to heaven when she leaves the earth that she gathers up from us and all the souls here. That she's acting in, in ways that has never happened in the history of the world. She said it. You've heard it. But I'm saying it and repeating it till you get it. I will give messages as never before in the history of the world since its very beginning. Think about that. Remember that. Or they said, dear children, remember. That's the incredible statement. That first word, remember. Remember what? For I am telling you that love will win. Our lady is like a hometown. You have these roots, these things you go to. It. We have a guy here from New Zealand right now. He's helping us to learn to make cheese. He's here as a consultant. He's very much even a scientist in the way he's so exact in what he's doing. He's a genius about cheese making. He's gone to some of the biggest places in the country and, and formulated some of the cheeses. We heard about them and we've brought them in here. And I was speaking earlier today about everything mega, so big, mass production. I says, you know, you can produce mass, you can mass produce food, but you can't mass produce Good food. He agreed with that. And I said to him, the future is small villages. And he looked startled when I said that. He immediately responded, you're right. As if he was surprised that someone was thinking as he was. Small towns imprint you. Big cities scar you. Our lady is like the love you have for your home place. It imprints you like your hometown. Under her mantle, with others is like a small town. She's come for this to imprint you that way. There's a break in the barbed wire fence on the edge of the full farm. Halfway between the cottonwood tree and what's left of that rusted out car. There's a crack in the stained glass cross On the back of the fellowship hall And somebody wrote out I love Jenny On the 4th Street sidewalk Every line, every inch, every mile Every bed of my hometown In my mind, in my veins Every breath that I take It's in me now I wanna know you like the back of my hand when I fall, I want you to be in my place to land I want to know that at the end of the day That I am yours and that's never gonna change That I'm safe and sound in your solid ground I want to know you 
like my hometown There's a million miles of you That I've never driven down And there are years and years before me So let it all come pouring out Every smile, every tear, every scar in the corners of your Every step that you take, every breath that makes you who you are I wanna know you like the back of my hand And when I fall, I want you to be my place to land I wanna know that at the end of the day That I am yours and that's never gonna change That I'm safe and sound and you're solid Many of people that come for the dedication have been here for throughout the years feel this is their hometown. I've I've had people from 1988 who hadn't been here since that time, 27 years ago, 26 years ago, who've come and said that they've never felt apart from this. They always felt united to it. And so we can see our ladies, and that's what she's building, really, a, a whole body of the world, but in small units. Just small towns, small villages. And that was, of course, the image, and they fired the first shot where Maria's brother saw the church steeple, a uh, church with four or five houses around it, sand around uh, Cross Mountain. Hundreds of these little villages. So the question I was, I was asked today, our question really about, because this is the second of the month, and our ladies every second of the month is talking about shepherds, would I... Or was our lady classifying these shepherds as non-believers? And of course, shepherds are the shepherds of the church. Because maybe they don't know God's love anymore and understand it. And I could answer that, but I won't because most people out there don't have the capacity to grasp it. I've known the answer for a long time. Can you address and every answer everything you can? No, because people aren't ready to hear it. It'd be anathema for us. But you 
reason it out yourself if you want to pray and increase your capacity and looked at every the second of the month, our ladies address the shepherds in a very positive way of an attribute that's negative. And even today she said that. I am imploring you. Implore means to beg. Implore means to plead. I am imploring you anew. She's asking us to remount our prayers for what? To pray for your shepherds so that they may always look to my son who was the first shepherd of the world and whose family was the entire world. We're locked down for the last 40 years, 50 years on social justice. We're so demented on this that we no longer know that the people that can help people are the people who aren't getting help from the church. They're waning in the pews. As we have these conferences trying to figure out solutions, when I wrote about this day, we've got a solution. It exists. It is there. Can all of it be told? No. But if you read these end of these messages for the day of for non-believers, that lady said, I'm giving these messages for non-believers. And she's dressing the shepherds at the end of them every time in a supportive, loving, gentle, profound, impacting way that speaks about things that aren't always good, that can be not crossing her shepherds because she wants to triumph with them, but correcting them. Therefore, do not lose hope, but follow me. I am imploring you anew to pray for your shepherds so that they may always look to my son. Why would she be saying that if they're not always not looking? Always look to my son, who is the first shepherd of the world and whose family was the entire world. You heard the story about Francisco. He... Maria's son, he came home from school, he made a bad grade, he ended up writing on the, uh, the his mother's, the, for the signature of his mother, he, he forged her name, I think he was in fourth grade, goes back to school, they realize what happened, Maria's confronted, Maria's a visionary, this ain't good, this ain't a happy mama now, and so Francisco goes home, they're mad, that's Friday night. Next day, Saturday, that's Francisco's birthday. Francisco's dad's on him. His brothers are on him. Here they are, his visionary, and she's been scandalized by her son forging her name. And Our Lady always gives a blessing to Maria's kids on the birthday. Francisco's got his funja face. You say that funja. Funja means mushroom. We, my dad used to say that. You, what you got the funja, funja face for? In other words, you got a mushroom face. He's got his mushroom face on. He's going into the apparition because he knows he hasn't been good. And he knows all he knows everything. And everybody, the teacher all the way through, has got not given him nothing but hot coals to sit on his head. Goes in the apparition. And for the first time, one of Maria's kids on the birthday got a message. And Maria at the apparition says, I mentioned you about the birthday, but our lady gave a message. And she said, give Francisco my best. Pray for your shepherds that they may always look to my son who was the first shepherd of the world and whose family was the entire world. You see how our lady corrects something that she sees there's a little bit of a problem and how she corrects it. Francisco was beaming. He was smiling. He was ready to be good. 
This is the genius of the apparitions and Our Lady. This is what proves to me. I mean, who would ever dream that that would be the response Francisco would get on his birthday? It impelled him to be better. And that's what Our Lady's coming to tell the shepherds. I want more from you. I expect more from you. I expect those who have aspects of non-belief to change. And that's as far as I go with that because we're not at a time matured enough that we can even say more about that. And the message today, it's obvious Our Lady is wanting to give us hope. In fact, the first thing she says is that I know that many of you are losing hope. So she's acknowledging that there's a lot of reason not to have hope in what surrounds us. But further on in the message, she says, after she says there is going to be victory, therefore do not lose hope. Instead, follow me. She says the exact same words further down in the message. Therefore, do not lose hope, but follow me. This to me is an impulse to share Our Lady more out in the world because people are losing hope. There is no where you can find hope. Even in the church when you're going you know, Sunday after Sunday, they're not giving hope for what we face in the future. There's, and we're frustrated by that. And yet Our Lady says, this is the remedy, follow me. Like you have said oftentimes in the last year that she's saying very strongly, to listen to her words, to live her words, to follow her. So what is the hope that she's bringing that we can give to those non-believers who have no hope? Well, first of all, she says today, this means love, forgiveness, and sacrifice. This purifies and opens the kingdom. Everybody that associates themselves with Our Lady, who falls in love with her, who follows her, basically gets crushed, grounded to powder is massacred. We have to realize it takes love to forgive, and to forgive, to forgive, it takes sacrifice. To sacrifice is to be purified because nothing defiled enters the kingdom. Therefore, being purified opens the kingdom to you. So God has to give our lady grace to try us and purify us just like gold is refined. And she teaches us love, which then gives us the capability and the capacity to forgive which then in turn helps us to sacrifice, which in turn purifies us and opens the kingdom. This means the love, forgive, and sacrifice is purified and it opens the kingdom. So we go to purgatory to be purified because nothing defiles into the presence of God. To have the kingdom of, of heaven in your heart, you have to have the same thing that parallels that if we're defiled after we die, but we make it to heaven, that we go through purgatory. <clears throat> so to follow a lady is to go through purgatory. It's not pleasant. But what does that do? It will be transmitted through us that we made it through that the, the gauntlet. What is the Indians? What's it called when you when it's gauntlet? You run through, you run through, and they beat you with sticks. And if you fall down, you're going to get beat to death. And some people don't make it through what all he's done. They cool off. They go away. They turn away for later. This is too hard. I don't want that. I don't like the suffering. But our says this is given to you, so that you following me. And she, well, she even says, likewise, fasting will help you because it is still more of love, forgiveness, and sacrifice. Therefore, do not lose hope, but follow me. We are to go through these trials in order to spread the hope that she asked us to spread on, June, on November 25th. Pray, little children, so that you may comprehend who you are and where you need to go. Be carriers of the good news and, uh, and 
be people of hope. We have been conditioned. We have gone through the Navy SEALs trials spiritually. And we have hope because we've made it through and we've seen Our Lady work in our lives in miraculous ways by following her. She said, August 19th, 1988, follow me. Well, she says, make a decision, dear children. Follow me, follow me. I cannot do anything. Remember, this is 1988. Look at what's happened since 88 to now. It's 27 years, I think, later. Of all that has been accomplished, how many more people have been purified by fire made it through, who really can be said, we're the apostles because she calls us that, and that's our position, that's our role. She's calling the apostles, the bishops, not the not the apostles, but the shepherds, because she's distinguishing there's two different things. Jesus has his apostles, the bishops, and she has her apostles, the lay people, to renew the world and the church. So she says in 1988, Follow me, follow me. I cannot do anything, and I want to do a lot, but I cannot do it without you. Your decisions are weak. Pray, dear children, during this time. Only through prayer can you receive the strength, this vigor, and I will help you. Why? Because she has to have us, when she leaves, or through the secrets and through the trials and through the tribulations, that those that come to us, we can help them through the gauntlet of spiritual purification, to love. They have forgiveness and to sacrifice and finally to be purified to open to the kingdom of God. And I want more time. We don't have it. We're so restricted and we see these things. And many times people have have run out. I was listening to a story today about this old man and his wife who'd been married 50, 60 years. His, da- his daughter, who was an old woman, was telling the story. They both passed on. They both were in the hospital. They both were dying close together. He wasn't saved. She was trying to get him to pray. He said he wouldn't do it. And his mother had been praying all, or her mother had been praying all for decades. And at the last moment, he said he'd pray. She said, the daughter said, and she, she was, of course, oh, would you pray with me? He says, no, I feel like I could do it in my heart. He did it in his heart. He became peace. She saw it in his eyes, and he died, and he was saved, and he knew he was going to be with his wife. A little more time. We all need that. And that's why our lady's here. Our time was up June 24th, 1981. God turned back time, and this time is Mary. And we don't have time to mess with trying to convince everybody about Medjugorje. Profess your belief. Be offensive. Don't defend it. It's happening. Why are we trying to defend it? Where are people going to condemn it? I'm not worried about that. I'm proclaiming it. I made a profession today on our site. The Medjugorje is real. This is what I believe. If bishops don't like it, if they love it, or lay people like it, they don't like it, Protestants like it, they don't like it, but whoever, I don't care. I believe I'm going to profess it, and I'm not going to cow down or back down from that. How do you think you'll ever get people to believe if you don't do that? You start standing up. You start speaking out. Because we need a little more time, and we're running out of time. And if we don't seek this, if we don't use it, we'll lose everything we've made and gained. The fasten seatbelt, I lit up. 
pilot's voice came on He said we're losing power Please everyone stay calm We've notified Atlanta We'll get there if we can That's the closest runway Big enough for us to land There's a doctor and his wife On the way to see their daughter There's a mom with a newborn Sitting next to a lawyer Who for the last five years Hadn't spoken with his dad Now what's running through his mind Is I sure wish I had A little more time To say some things I should have And a little more time To do some things I could have God, I'd give anything for A little more time Three rows back, a girl's in tears She's fumbling with her phone Wants to tell her folks I love you In case she don't make it home Next to her there sits a man Who had a big fight with his wife He's thinking all I really need To set things right Is a little more time To say some things I should have And a little more time To do some things I could have God, I'd give anything for Things they should have And a little more time To do some things they could have God knows they're thankful for Yeah, God knows they're thankful for A little more time A little more time I fly about 50,000 miles a year, average. And through the years, I've never had any experience of a plane where we felt in danger, except about a year ago with my wife, uh, both on a plane. And they averted a landing at the last moment. And we could tell they were in trouble, the way they took back off and the way the plane jolted. And the pilot wouldn't tell us he was real discreet what was going on. We could say it wasn't. We could see it wasn't good, and we made a big loop. And I looked around at the people, and I thought these people, just like the song said, there was a doctor and his wife on the way to see the daughter, another man, law, a lawyer, hadn't spoken to his dad for five years. They started reflecting. Another girl with tears, she's trying to fumble with the phone and call her folks, say she loved him. And I, I remember seeing these faces of different people who weren't alarmed and those people who were alarmed. One woman I remember really real frigidity, really scared. Uh, my wife pulled a rosary out, tightened her seatbelt, and uh, which I was think was I was laughing a little bit, but still I knew it was serious. But I, when I get serious situations like that, sometimes I I find it more exciting. 
But you can see in these faces of these people that this might be something that's serious. And it was. They couldn't get the land gear up. And they, we didn't find out really what happened until afterwards, and they kept trying to do that and get it done, and they couldn't get the flaps, something with the flaps. They never would tell us what happened. But we spent another 20 minutes trying to get the plane landed. But it's true. You'll, you can be in a situation from one moment to the next where you need a little more time. And we're going to be the day before the apparition of Our Lady when we're going to wish we put the message more into our life. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be the little girl's or a girl with tears fumbling with her phone trying to tell her parents she loved her or, or ask for forgiveness and make everything right. So we'll be there one day, and we need to be reflecting on these things. We only have a limited amount of time with the time that Our Lady is going to be with us in the apparitions. And for the time that Our Lady appears, you're going to look back at this time and think, what did you do during that time to assist Our Lady and to make her more known and loved? And during this time of the year, many different missions throughout the country, throughout the world, ask for donations because this is the time of the year that a lot of people are in a more generous spirit, a more generous heart. And we come to you not with a request from a corporate entity or some organization, but we come to you as a mission, a mission founded by Our Lady for the purpose of spreading her messages. And we can say emphatically, positively, without any doubt, that there is no plan more important than the plan of Medjugorje. Those of you who are believers, you know this, you believe this, and we could say that there's no mission more important to support than this mission and the mission of getting souls to Our Lady. And so we invite you at this time to think about those missions that you want to support. Particularly, we want you to think about supporting this mission, the mission of Caritas. There's several ways you can do that. Uh, you can contact Caritas. You'd say, I'd like to become a field angel. Field angels are monthly supporters. This is necessary for us to begin the year strong, this is necessary for so many things that a friend of Medjugorje has planned that are new and innovative things and ways of evangelization that you've never even seen before, never heard of before, or can't conceive about bringing conversion about in these ways. And you know from the past, from history, the things that have, that have touched your heart, the ways that you have seen people be touched and come to conversion. You can expect only more of that. So there's no shortage of ideas, only a shortage of funding. So we invite you to become field angels. That's a very important thing. Contact Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000. Say, I want to become a monthly contributor to Caritas. Second way you can do it, you can write to Caritas. 100, Our Lady Queen of Peace Drive, Stared, Alabama, 35147, USA, Stared is spelled S-T-E-R-R-E-T-T, Alabama, 35147. Place your donation in there. Say, I would like to become a Caritas Field Angel. The third way you can do it, you go to medj.com. Up until this time, we've kind of separated our supporters. We've had core group members and field angels. If you go to medj.com, click on the donate button, leave a note with your donation says, I want to become a Caritas field angel. It will accept your field angel donations through medj.com. So those are the three ways that you can donate. Those are the three ways that you can be active now in this time while our lady's still with us to be active in helping her known and loved throughout the world. So we make that appeal to you from the heart not coming from any corporation, but coming from the heart of missionaries who want to serve Our Lady. So we ask for that support. It really does depend on you. We're not liking the ways to spread the message. And there's not a audience out there that we can't reach 
through the plans and avenues that we've got on the drawing board. We've always been successful through God's grace by what she's given to us. And whether we do that or not depends on the funding. You could say, gosh, if we got $20 million market, I tell you, we will use it. The whole structure. Come look at this. Come look at our whole facility. We've got a four-story building that's a factory for promoting the message. Even Paulo, Maria's husband, and Maria herself, says you are the PR for the messages. And so the public relations of Our Lady, she's made that here. This couldn't, this couldn't come from a cow pasture without divine grace. It couldn't be what it is and have the influence without Our Lady. She's behind it. We're mailing out a writing called A Secret this week, and, and it's going to reveal some things to you. Our Lady's just done with us which is remarkable for us and for you because you supported this. Mariana once revealed one of her greatest difficulties about the future of the world was concerning small children and even babies, and it made her sad to think about the secrets. She alluded to this. She didn't say this in detail. But what is going to make us through this future time except love? Who's going to save us? Our Lady is... Love among us, and she will win. Show me someone helping out a friend. Show me a broken man standing up again. Show me a
interesting that our lady is so active in her life every day that she says that I'm in the kingdom, but I'm also with you. That she reminds us to remember that my son is sending me and that he is thinking of you and he's always thought of you. And we need to reciprocate that as we are part of God and we're destined to be we're destined, actually, to be remembered back to him as a hand to an arm. We're a member of the kingdom. To be dismembered is to be not remembered. Remember is an important word. What do you remember in your life? Where is those things that brought you closer to God? And what, in remembering that, remembered you and joined God and the attributes and virtues you picked up and those things that dismembered you from God. My beloved son is thinking of you as he's always thought of you. Believe him and live him. Because it's God who says, I've remembered you, remember me. Remember me 
Remember me When the children leave their Sunday school with smiles Remember me When they're old enough to teach Old enough to preach Old enough to leave And edge to edge And heart to Dear children, remember, for I'm telling you that love will win. The victories are ours. The victorious queen we belong to. Don't ever forget that. And remember The 25th is coming. I can't wait for the 25th. We wish you our lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.